is What Shall We Do About with Sam Robinson. Hello and welcome to What Shall We Do About, the show that tries to fix the world's less pressing problems. Over the last few months, simmering behind the daily updates of COVID-19 cases, a social media app has been under scrutiny. TikTok, owned by Chinese-based company ByteDance, has become incredibly popular with users around the world. However, security concerns around data have seen it banned in India, and chatter suggests that the USA and Australia may follow suit. But as many of the estimated 500 million worldwide TikTok users have suggested, many who are teenagers, isn't it all just a bit of harmless fun? Now, full disclosure here, I'm not on TikTok and I don't know a whole lot about it, but I found someone who is. Comedian Josh Hawkins, better known as Hi Josh, came to fame in YouTube videos throwing stuff over his shoulder, but has since branched out with videos on Facebook, Instagram, and yes, TikTok. In total, his videos have been viewed more than 350 million times, including a couple million on TikTok. I connected with Josh to chat more about the fun and potential dangers of TikTok. Josh Hawkins, nice that you uh, took time off your social media feeds to spend time talking to me today. Yeah, of course. Uh, This is fine. (laughs) Now, you, uh, I'm trying to describe your your gig. So you're you're a comedian, right? But you're also, are you an Instagram influencer? Are you a social media influencer? (laughs) What exactly are you, Josh? Who am I? Well, I I think I like to call myself a comedian, like a social media comedian. Mm. I did stand up once uh, last year. It went all right. Maybe I'll do it again. But (laughs) uh, I think, I don't know, like... In, in your mind, in your definition of what an influencer is, what is it? Okay, I think of an influencer, and I don't think you're this person, but when I think influencer, I think of someone who has a lot of followers, yeah. who um, often gets products to spruik, and they will do so even if they don't like the product. Okay. That's my understanding. I don't think you're that person because you, as far as the videos I've seen of you, um, you put a lot of effort and energy into it and you have gained a following through it, whether it's your Wake Up Wednesdays mm. dancing or, um, you know, your trick shots that kind of rose you to fame. Yeah. So you do this full time. Yes. How, how is it that you actually earn money from doing, say, TikTok or social media in general? Is it is it in the amount of views you get or is it more through sponsorship deals that you arrange on the side? Uh, yes. So generally YouTubers, um, you know, big YouTubers can make a lot of money through revenue. So YouTube will chuck an ad on the start of the video or in the middle of the video. And, um, and the creator will get a percentage of the revenue that the brand has, you know, paid to place that ad there. Um, so if you're a really big YouTuber, you know, getting hundreds of thousands or millions of views a week, um, that's, that's probably a full-time job right there. Mm. Uh, for me, my YouTube is quite small, so I don't, you know, I'm not even close to, to that being, um, a, a livable income. Uh, so for me, it's the second thing you said, which is, um, you know, doing branded content. Um, uh, so a lot of, you know, brands or PR companies might contact me and say, Hey, you know, Hungry Jacks is releasing this new burger and we just want to make some fun content around it. And uh, and so I, you know, 
I might agree to do that. And then uh, in, in my own flavor, something that might engage my audience, I will make um, a short video about a new burger <laughs> from Hungry Jack's. <laughs> um, and then that's, that's, that's how I make my living is doing um, like branded content for brands who, yeah, are trying to push a product or, or just kind of build their reputation online. It's interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. It's <laughs> such a new, it's, I mean, it's, a, every, the world is always changing, but it's such a new thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this is, um, you know, old school media um, was the kind of way for, for a long, long time where um, a brand would, you know, chuck a hundred thousand dollars to create an ad and put it on, um, you know, or in the middle of a popular TV show. And that's what advertising was, or, you know, put a huge billboard up on a road somewhere. Um, but now, yeah, now more so people are looking to social media for that, to get that same engagement. Mm. Um, and the good thing for the brand is it's, it's a lot cheaper, um, than, than the old school way. Um, you don't need as many people and, you know, you can go directly to me. Um, I could create it myself from home, put it on the internet in, you know, within a couple of days and that's, you know, they've engaged a whole bunch of people. So it, it definitely is like a new thing, um, certainly over the last couple of years. And I feel like, I feel like even more so that, you know, the more that TV um, is kind of irrelevant, <laughs> certainly like yeah. free to air TV, like people are streaming for sure, but I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, and I think brands are going to look more towards social media for that. Now, look, let's, we're talking TikTok today. It's okay. such a hot topic in the news at the moment. Um, for those of us, i.e. me, who aren't on TikTok, mm -hmm. how, does, how does TikTok work? Well, it's a video platform. Uh, so you basically go on to watch videos and upload if you want. And the only real difference between TikTok and like, you know, YouTube or Instagram or anything like that is... Um, that the things that go like go viral and what's popular it's actually like sound bites more so than like videos so basically you watch a video and at the bottom of the video there's a little uh a sound bite that you can click and you can create your own video to that sound bite so it could be like a, a song or it could be a quote from a movie um and that like basically that is what tiktok is it's a lot of people doing uh, the kind of same videos, but putting their own spin on it. Uh, so yeah, that's my description of TikTok. Why? Why do you think it's so popular? Well, because it's easy. Like you don't actually have to go on and make, um, you know, new content or come up with new concepts. Um, you can kind of create videos pretty easily using songs or using other people's audio. Um, and I guess that it makes it a little bit more accessible to people um, who, you know, want to have a bit of fun, but not aren't, you know, professionals or aren't, uh, you know, content creators or comedians. But also uh, the other reason I think it's pop quite popular at the moment is um, because it's kind of new, certainly in the last couple of years, the, the algorithms are very generous. So you don't actually have to be like, you know, a big um, TikToker with lots of followers to get views, you could have a video that, you know, might get a million views just randomly um, because mm. the way that TikTok works is they put everyone's video 
uh, in front of a bunch of random people. And then, you know, if that goes well, then they put it in front of more random people and then it just kind of keeps going up and up and up. So I think, you know, for people who, you know, want to get that buzz of, you know, having 10,000 views or 500,000 views on a video, TikTok's like the most likely place that that will happen. Yeah, right. When it comes to making content for TikTok, how is it different to, say, making content for Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, well, TikTok is, I would describe it as like simple, fun, short content or short videos. So, you know, for Facebook, I've made videos in the past that were two minutes, three minutes long, maybe even longer. I think the limit on TikTok is is 60 seconds, but uh, most of the videos that you see on TikTok would be less than 15 seconds. Um, so that you're kind of looking for that snappy like punchline or, or something visual to engage people. Um, did you, were you around when Vine was around? Yes. Okay. So think Vine uh, plus, I don't know, Instagram stories, plus there was an app called Musical.ly, uh, there was an app called Dub Smash. Basically, mm. put all of those little things together, and you've got TikTok. Um, so it's it's heavily based on like doing people doing dances to certain you know popular songs, and and that's why it differs from Facebook, where you know Facebook video might be longer videos that are you know widescreen, sixteen by nine. And, and similar to Instagram, you might have like a square video and it's um, maybe a minute long. But for TikTok, it's like it's all in um, portrait mode. So it's all in kind of selfie mode. And the videos are about 15 seconds long and probably 90% of them have a song attached to them. Do you find that there's a sense that TikTok has helped people through this global pandemic this year? I think absolutely. Like and TikTok and all the other social media. I was, I was talking to someone recently about it, uh, just about you know coping mechanisms or like you know how do you feel during the pandemic? Because you know everyone's experienced it at certain levels. Um, you know a lot of people have lost their jobs. Um, there's you know that probably causes a lot of stress at home, or, or you know kind of down um, down the spectrum. Like everyone has experienced some sort of uh, lockdown or some sort of, you know, having, having to adhere to these restrictions. Right. Mm. So I think, I, I think personally what has helped is, is the comedy that has come out of this, um, this situation. A, a lot of comedy is, um, or good comedy will take a real life situation and kind of dissect it and, you know, point out the things that we're all experiencing um, but then make it lighthearted so that the people that are, you know, involved in it can kind of laugh about it. And I think what this pandemic has done is put it, put everyone on this one same boat. Mm. <laughs> you know, like I said, we've all experienced something. And so I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of common ground. So I think for me personally, it's, it's got, given me a lot of ideas to make content um, to kind of point out those those things, those common things. And yeah, I mean, the memes that have come out about COVID and the pandemic, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't change the situation, but I think it certainly helps us to get through it mm. with a little bit of joy and like a little bit of just being able to to laugh is is really helpful. is 
Is it exhausting trying to keep up? Like you're a content creator on TikTok. You want to know what the memes are, the trends are, what's popular. And there's, <laughs> yeah. and, and there's a lot to take in, right? Is it exhausting? Uh, no, I'm a little bit lazy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, I, like, there are, I do have some, like, peers, I guess you could call them, who um, do a similar thing. They're content creators on, on social media. Um, and, you know, a lot of them are, are way bigger and have a lot more bigger following than me and, and are quite a, a bit more engaged, I think, in what they're making and, and their audience. I, <laughs> because I'm a new dad, I think... I'm a, uh, that's why I say I'm a little bit lazy. I'm, I'm a bit more focused on my family at the moment. Mm. And, you know, I, I get by, like, financially, everything's okay on that side of things. And so I don't feel that pressure to to have to try and keep up, I think. I, th- um, I would rather just, you know, create something new, you know, an idea that I have that I've, I've either never seen or maybe a, a twist on something that I have seen um, but not have to try and, you know, rush to get it out. Mm. Um, you know, I've had some ideas over the last couple of months that were really timely, you know, to do with the pandemic or whatnot. And I thought, oh, man, people would really love that. Um, but it would have it, it would have been a little bit too much for me to, like, to get that certain bit of content done, you know, within a day or within two days. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I just kind of left it. And I thought, well, you know maybe that would have got a million views or maybe it would have got a couple of million views. Um, but again, you have to kind of pick your battles and, um, you know, choose, choose a lifestyle that's not so focused on that and not so focused on the followers or the, the views and that kind of thing. Mm. There's also another side of the conversation here with TikTok and obviously it's, it's, it's entertaining, it's enjoyable, it's fun, but um, it's been in the media a lot and the news a lot. Um, I'm going to put a link to um, an article at the Washington Post, which I think really lays down a lot of this stuff in the show notes. I'll read some of it here. Mm. TikTok is an is owned by a Beijing-based company called ByteDance and has fallen in the crosshairs of a global technology battle. In June, India banned TikTok and several apps from China, citing security concerns. And on July 7, so just a few weeks ago, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the US was considering banning TikTok and warned, quote, it puts your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. And on July 10, the Democratic National Committee cautioned staffers about using it. Um, it's been in the news a lot. And I know that here in Australia, there's talk about it being banned here too. Yeah. But what what do you see as, you know, the private information that, sh- that could be risky to share on TikTok? Is it just the, your, your login details when you sign up? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like everything. And I... I I read that article that you've um, you've linked, and it, it's quite interesting. It's quite balanced as well, which is good. Um, you know, kind of saying that actually the they're taking less information than than Facebook would. Um, and you know, recently or the last couple of years, Facebook got in big trouble for their their privacy stuff. Um, mm. I, I guess with everything, including TikTok, you know, just just being aware, and you know the things that are in the news are, are good, like to, to actually to listen to and to make sure that, that I guess we're using it in a, as a safe way as possible. Um, you know, I, at the moment I, I trust our government, <laughs> yep. um, you know, like I, I feel like they've done a really good job during this time. And so if, if they, 
you know, said tomorrow, um, you know, based on all the information we have, we're going to, we're going to ban TikTok. Or if they said, we would highly recommend that you delete it or, you know, have a look at the, the information that you shared within your account, um, then I would think about it. And, uh, you know, I think that's just doing like your due dil- diligence, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I think for me personally, um, I mean, all of our information's out there and yeah, I've been on Facebook since it came out and, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit naive. Um, but I guess, you know, it, it's being careful with the information you do share, you know, I think that's kind of where I sit with it. Well, I think adding to that conversation, there has been a lot of finger pointing through this whole conversation, like the fact that Google tracks our movement on maps. It it knows our calendar appointments. You know, I use Google Calendar. Um, Facebook knows us so well that it targets advertising, as does Instagram. And then, you know, you go to the supermarket, you scan your rewards card so they know exactly what you've bought (laughs) and your kind of your habits, right? Do you you think we, we should be opening our eyes wider than just TikTok and and be concerned about all of these platforms? Yeah, I don't know about concerned. I mean... Uh, maybe aware, maybe. Yeah, I think aware is a good, a good word for it. Um, because, yeah, I don't know. I, like, there's a wider, a wider discussion, I think, about, I guess, what you let in and what, what you watch and how long you watch it for and, and how long you spend on on these platforms as well um because yeah i guess more and more they they are integrating your life back into the platforms um mm. so you know you, if you want to go on a holiday and you google you know places to go in thailand or something like that um you know that immediately the next time you go on facebook um, every single ad will be about Thailand and, you know, uh, hotels and, and flights and whatnot, which I like, that's not a bad thing. Like it's not necessarily a bad thing, um, for, you know, for, for targeting ads, like it kind of makes sense. But I think, uh, again, yeah, just being aware that, yeah, everything you do on your phone is kind of connected. <laughs> and I don't know mm. if you've had those experiences where you like, an ad pops up for like something super random and the you've only chatted to someone about that thing and you're like is my phone listening to me like have you ever had those experiences oh yeah absolutely and it's and it's kind of scary in those moments right yeah well it's just kind of a bit weird like technology is amazing but it's also a little bit creepy mm and yet yeah. we still use it like we still willingly sign up for it because I guess <laughs> yeah. that's what everyone else is doing. Like, I, I, I'm i not having to go at you personally. I'm yeah. just saying we all do it, right? I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and I and I hand over my details every day, and yet we often don't really think about who's seeing that information and where that's going. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing. It's like we, we saw with Facebook um, where it got to a point where, they, you know, they obviously shared too much or they collected too much beyond, you know, beyond what was reasonable. So I think, you know, it's good to know that, like, they there is some accountability. Yeah. Maybe there's not enough. I don't really know. But, you know, I think people obviously have those concerns. And so I don't... Hopefully, you know, nothing bad will happen. <laughs> yeah. He, he naively says... 
What I found really interesting was that um, a few weeks ago, I don't know if you saw this, but um, TikTok in Australia bought full-page ads in newspapers, which, I mean, I, I don't think is the right target audience for their users. I don't yeah. think TikTok users are using are reading newspapers. But anyway, but basically it's it said, these articles said, uh, millions of people have made TikTok one of Australia's most loved apps. Mm. They've also stated that um, they store Australians' users, user data in Singapore and the US and that it has never provided user data to the Chinese government and wouldn't even if asked. Wow. So that was on the ad. <laughs> that was on the ad. It was a full-page ad in the uh, in the newspapers. And it makes me think, like, A, who are you trying to justify yourself to? But also... The parents. B, like, why do you... Why do you yeah, exactly. Why do you think TikTok is so defensive when it's such a popular app? They don't really need to be, right? Yeah, but that's exactly what Facebook did. I don't know if you um, saw it, but after that whole thing went down and... You know, Zuckerberg had that um, that big inquiry, and everyone made memes about it because he looked like a robot. Um, <laughs> I can see, I can see what you did with that content. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so after that happened, and everyone was like, you know, is that the end of Facebook or whatnot? Suddenly, they there was ads for Facebook on like you know bus stops, and mm. it, it wasn't just on. Well, I mean, I would never see an ad on the internet any like either from Facebook because it's like they don't need to promote themselves. But the what the ads were were promoting like, you know, um family connections and like converse opening conversations and and, and yeah, again, like it's it's safe. Like your information is safe. And like I was like, this is weird. I've like why is Facebook um, advertising, like they don't need to mm. advertise, but what they were doing, and like I assume this is exactly what TikTok's doing, is um, they're they're trying to push the narrative that they're they're you know completely safe, and uh, anyone that has any questions about it, you know, they're above board. But um, you know, it's all PR. <laughs> it's all yeah, yeah. it's all marketing. Yeah. If. If, say, the Australian government or even the US government decided to ban TikTok and that was it and it was done, what reactions do you think you'd see from the TikTok using community? <laughs> the talkers. Um, the talkers. <laughs> is, that, is, that what the, is that the term? I don't know. I just made that up. No. Okay, good. <laughs> I, my, my 15-year-old niece would be devastated. <laughs> um, like, and that really is... The, the the audience uh like for TikTok is you know your mid mid teenagers um and you know the, and the popular ones on TikTok they're all they're all young like that as well i'm not sure how they would revolt or react uh you know i assume they'd be very disappointed uh it might be like that time that my dad took uh golden eye 007 off me because it was so violent <laughs> when I was like 15 all the time that he he took away my Rage Against the Machine CD. <laughs> you know, I was, I understood, but I was also disappointed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they would react. I think, I think what would happen, um, and it's already kind of starting to happen, is there's some new apps coming out that are pretty similar to TikTok. I think... I read an article that Instagram was was looking at building one, which is, I mean, that's what what happens. Um, you know, Snapchat gets big, and then Instagram makes Instagram Stories, 
to try and counteract it. And mm. it kind of does, but it also, you know, people are still on Snapchat. So um, I think there will, there will always be something that replaces it. Um, I think the people who have huge followings on TikTok would be Devo. <laughs> um, and they'll probably end up going back to YouTube maybe. When you say go back to YouTube, do you think YouTube's become less popular because of TikTok? Um, yeah, in in a sense. like, And, and this is what happened with Vine was, um, the, you know, they, they started to get some Vine, you know, celebrities because, you know, there was a few really popular accounts. Um, and when Vine died, some of the, those people crossed over to, to YouTube. So, you know, Logan Paul and his brother and uh, and a few others, they, they continued on, on different platforms. And there's still some around today. And, you know, like, I remember you from Vine. So I think that's what happened will happen with TikTok. YouTube's kind of a different beast. There's... I don't know about numbers, but I, I think YouTube will kind of always be there as the, the like, you know, the original um, video platform. Mm. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's just a different audience. And there's, it, I think there's way more variety as well for, you know, people like there's so many like DIY things or like makeup or gaming or sport and, and even mainstream media, like all the, the chat shows, um, you know, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, they're all, they were all um, create their content for, for TV, but also put it on YouTube as well. So mm. I think it's, it's still got a lot of power, YouTube. You mentioned that your 15-year-old uh, niece is kind of like the, the target demo of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Why do you think it is that teenagers of this generation have embraced TikTok and maybe even seen it as a place to find their own voice or their own creative spin. Mm. Well, that's the thing. Like I said at the very start, TikTok is great because uh, you can be involved without like necessarily having a crazy amount of skill or you know new concepts or new ideas. Mm. And because it's all based around like you know little dances, it's yeah, it's kind of like. And I like when I say dances, I mean it's not like proper dancing. It's like if, if you go if you go on TikTok, you see these weird moves, and you're like, "What? What is this?" It's just kind of like it's like movement to sound. So yeah, I think that's why kids and teenagers, you know, they want to feel like they're um, involved in something, and it's not just watching it. It's actually like, oh, I can basically replicate, you know. Um, a really famous TikTok or, or a video that a famous TikToker has made. Um, and like I said before, if if there's a potential that a lot of people are going to see that and um, I'll get a lot of views, then that's also like, I guess, kind of a good feeling. So, mm. yeah. And again, you know, the, the question is why do teenagers do certain things? <laughs> that That's like, that's the unanswerable question. You know, it's like, <laughs> Think of all the hobbies that you had when you were a kid. Yeah. And you're like, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. why would I collect Why would I collect that thing? It's so wasteful. It's like, well, you basically do what your parents don't want you to do and, and something that they're not involved in. And TikTok, TikTok was kind of that place for a bit. I think it's now been starting to take over from... It's starting to be taken over by the parents, unfortunately. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, most of the teenagers end up ditching it eventually like like face that's what happened to facebook right as soon as your mom yeah. got on you're like uh peace out i'm going to instagram <laughs> you've ruined it mom <laughs> um i do enjoy the fact that um some tiktok 
content can be shared on other platforms. I've seen like um, Sarah Cooper's Trump voice uh, lip syncs. Ah, like, you know, yeah, I can see so when you see stuff like that, you think, okay, there is really a good place for this kind of social media platform yeah. in this current 2020, you know, uh, terrible year. Like circus. <laughs> see why it, why it exists and why people love it so much. Yeah. Josh, as we finish, uh, what shall we do about TikTok? Follow me. <laughs> ah! Uh, how do we how do we follow you on TikTok? Well, see, I, I'm like a what am I Gen uh, Generate? What am I Gen Y? <laughs> I'm like yes, Gen Y. You'd think I was like a boomer, by the way. I answered that. Well, I'm a, I, no, mate. I asked the question: How do you follow anyone on TikTok? I'm the boomer in this situation. Oh, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Well, the my point is that I was uh, a late adopter of TikTok, and so someone had already taken Hi Josh. Uh, which is annoying. So mine is Hi Josh TikTok. <laughs> there you go. Crea- <laughs> There's some creativity. Um, yeah, what should we do about TikTok? Go have a look at it. You'll be so confused if you've never looked at it before. And it still confuses me a little bit, but just have a look and and maybe try one of the dances, see how you feel. <laughs> and if someone's listening to this after it's been banned by the government? Oh, I don't know. Back on Instagram, I guess. <laughs> or we maybe we could revive Vine. That'd be great. Bring back Vine. <gasps> Six second videos. I did love Vine. The, the way we used to loop and loop and loop. That it was just oh, wonderful, so wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very quick, mate. Really appreciate your time and uh, and love your creative um, brain. Um, I I feel like I can relate to it, but I'm not bold enough to uh, <laughs> get myself on TikTok just yet. But thank you for. Spending time with me on the pod, Josh. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks. Find Josh Hawkins on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Hi Josh. And yes, he's also on TikTok. You can find out more about Josh and his work at HiJosh.com. Thank you so much for listening to this show. And if you enjoyed it, please leave a review as it helps others come across it too. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast where you heard it to get fresh episodes in your feed every Tuesday morning. You can also connect with the show on Instagram and Facebook at What Shall We Do Pod and on Twitter at What Shall We Pod. What Shall We Do About is hosted and produced by me, Sam Robinson, with production support from Ali Barnes and original theme music by Chad Gardner. See you next time.